From the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, AANP, I'm your host, Dr. Sophia Thomas, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast, bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on issues that matter to NPs and to our patients. NPs throughout the U.S. are interested in how our jobs measure up in comparison to those of our peers. I'm excited to share that AANP has just released the 2022 AANP Nurse Practitioner Compensation Report. And if you are an AANP member or among the more than 11,000 nurse practitioners who participated in the survey, the report is now accessible to you at no cost. This report is filled with detailed information on compensation and benefits organized by state, clinical focus area, and years of experience. So we really drill down on the data here to give you a unique perspective of your compensation. The report is also available for anyone to purchase and to learn more about NP compensation. Joining me today on the podcast is Christine Tracy, Vice President of Research for AANP. She will share some background information on this comprehensive report and help us all understand a little bit more about the research AANP conducts and how it's used to inform nurse practitioners and others about the NP role. Chris has led AANP's research efforts since 2019 and offers an impressive background in qualitative and quantitative research methods, as well as data collection and analysis. As nurse practitioners, we benefit from her ability to tell powerful stories using the data AANP collects, highlighting the high quality healthcare we provide and the positive impact we make for patients. Welcome to NP Pulse. Hi, Sophia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to join you today. Well, Chris, it's great that you that you did join us. You know, you have a really important role at AANP, and I think the the first and foremost, um, I'd like our listeners to know who you are. So tell us about your role within the American Association of Nurse Practitioners so we can get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. So as mentioned, my name is Chris Tracy, and I've been the Vice President of Research here at the American Association of Nurse Practitioners since 2019. And I was also the research manager here prior to that. But before joining AANP, I worked at several other associations, including the American Association of Colleges of Nursing, the Council on Social Work Education, um, and some other higher education-related societies. But one of the common threads across all of my professional roles is my participation in the development, dissemination, and analysis of large-scale surveys, including national sample surveys, financial benchmarking surveys, and of course, educational surveys. So that's a little bit about my background. 
That's great. You know, I know you have a wide and varied background and I know you're an asset to AANP. You know, the association has such um, an important stake in research as it relates to nurse practitioners in healthcare. And we have different things like AANP research, which you are the, the VP of, but as well as a research committee and then our own AANP research agenda, which the board of directors sets. And I'd like to take each of those things separately, if you don't mind. So first of all, just tell us about what AANP research does, what you, the work you do day to day is. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that AANP has a rich history of conducting ori original research on the nurse practitioner workforce. So some members may or may not be aware, but the first nurse practitioner workforce survey was conducted in 1987 and led by Dr. Jan Towers. Um, the results of these early surveys can still be found today in the digital archives of the Journal of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. And these national surveys have been repeated over time. They were done in the 90s. They were done throughout the 2000s. And then annually, beginning in 2014, all the way up to 2020. So there is a um, large repository of information that lives at AANP about the nurse practitioner workforce that spans nearly 40 years at this point. And one of the things that we do as an association is develop research products, deliverables, information that can be shared widely to show how the nurse practitioner workforce has changed over time. So what kind of surveys does AANP conduct and, and why is it important for nurse practitioners to participate in research? You know, I'll get emails from AANP periodically saying, please participate in this survey or that survey. And um, first of all, I want you to tell us about all the different types of surveys we do, but why is it so important that nurse practitioners click that link in their email to answer the survey questions? So first and foremost, the surveys that we do that are nationally based, we call them sample surveys because we're pulling from a sample of NPs based on state board information. So they include both members and non-members and offer a very representative piece of the nurse practitioner, you know, occupation across the United States. We ask a lot of questions, not only on who nurse practitioners are, right, basic demographics, age, um, race, gender, all of those pieces. But we also ask questions about their nurse practitioner characteristics, certifications, work settings. We know that over time, NPs have been added to different types of healthcare workforce teams, uh, to different types of settings and those pieces. So when you get that survey invitation and you click on those surveys, well, I understand sometimes it's a burden because the time involved can be significant. What you're adding to is a culmination of understanding that we can then share with federal or state level policymakers. We can share it with organizations that employ nurse practitioners to help give them the best picture of what the workforce looks like at any given point in time. So that's the national workforce surveys that we do, but that's not the only kind of survey that we do. We also do membership surveys every couple of years. And we use a lot of the data from those surveys to ask questions around what types of benefits do they find most helpful? Do nurse practitioner members find most helpful at AANP? How often are they using different resources that we provide for them? And the level of satisfaction that they have 
with those different benefits and opportunities. And that's your opportunity as a member to tell us, are we meeting the mark? Or are there things that you'd like to see done differently? And we use that data every day to improve the member experience and also um, drive decision-making as we add new and different products in the future. So really the information that you're gaining is helping to inform and advance the, the NP role, right? That is exactly what we are doing. And one of the unofficial mottos of my department is making data sexy. So <laughs> we all know that, you know, um, large written reports um, only go so far and that information needs to be consumable and it has to be a little bit flashy at times. And so that's another thing our department really focuses on is taking the information from these different data collection efforts and transforming it into products, one pagers, two pagers, infographics, visuals that really tell the story of the nurse practitioner, whether that's the nurse practitioner in primary care, the nurse practitioner who may have a clinical focus um, in an area like cardiology. But when we get questions from a variety of different agencies that say, hey, how big is this issue? Or, you know, what's the problem really? Um, can you describe for us how many NPs this would impact? Then we can do those analyses and provide that information to those advocates and stakeholders. The infographics you develop based on those surveys are pretty impressive, I have to say. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. It takes a lot of time to develop the right flow, the right visual icons, the right optics, if you will. And as the the largest national professional association for nurse practitioners in the world, AANP is obviously looked to from a variety of um, entities, I'm sure, around the world for all this information, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's where I need to also mention that the research department works in lockstep with other departments at AANP, whether it's the membership department, like I previously mentioned, or whether it's our state and federal policy teams. We are sharing, we are communicating, we are consulting across our different portfolios to make sure that the information that we're gathering is actually going to be used. Because at the end of the day, if you don't use it, there's no point in collecting it. Well, I know you work really hard at the rigor um, of the research, and you really try to make sure that everything is done to the highest level uh, of possible. Um, AANP has a research agenda. So really what uh, AANP wants to focus on as far as research, can you tell us a little bit about that? So the AANP research agenda originated more than a decade ago, and it was an effort that was led by um, the fellows of AANP. So it was originally developed in 2010, it got a refresh in 2015, and then actually in 2016, AANP established its first ever research committee. And the purpose of that committee is to advise the research department. Um, they also review opportunities to participate in collaborative studies. They also look at requests for letters of support from outside researchers and serve as a resource for the AANP Board of Directors. But critically, one of their most important tasks is updating and maintaining the AANP research agenda on an ongoing basis, but at a minimum every five years. So that earlier edition focused the research agenda around what they called four central pillars. And those pillars were NP education, NP workforce, 
NP policy, and NP practice. Now, the research agenda strategy, instead of being guided by four pillars, is guided by the AANP PEARL acronym. So for those who might not know what that is, that stands for NP practice, education, advocacy, research, and leadership. So the rest of um, the agenda really highlights that AANP supports research studies that are rigorously designed and conducted using quantitative, qualitative, and mixed methods approaches, as well as implementation science, precision health, right? These are the terms and the, the evolution of where research is going, but it's all of the different types of work that's happening that impact both NP practice and patient health outcomes. And the last piece around the research agenda, um, Sophia, that I really want to mention, because it's an area that I focus on as well, is that it highlights research should focus on and account for health equity, diversity, and inclusion in all aspects of the NP Pearl. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that was um, added to the mission of AANP as well. You know, the importance of research and how it guides our practice, it guides um, even truly legislation that impacts our ability to practice. Um, so research is integral and so important to the way we function as nurse practitioners every day. So we may, you know, one of our listeners, many of our listeners may not be that interested in research, but Chris, explain to us the importance of research and why it's so important for us to uh, maybe have a new appreciation for it. Well, I think that the term research can be triggering for some folks if they've gone through research <laughs> classes or had statistics experiences that were less than ideal. But I also would say that nursing is an evidence-based profession and research is how we generate evidence. So, right, at its core, nurses are scientists as well as clinicians, whether they know it or not. And it's because the way that they practice is built on the foundations of work that has been done over decades, right, to improve patient care um, and really do so in a way that is systematic and replicable, right, to know that if you perform this procedure in this way or do these tasks in this order that you're going to get the best outcome for that patient. And that, you know, we follow those guidelines um, or, or you all follow those guidelines and um, different pieces in your clinical practice because someone researched that was the best way to achieve the best outcome for those patients in those situations. Absolutely. Um, when we talk about evidence-based practice, the evidence comes from uh, years and years of research. And so it's very important for us to stay abreast on what's current. And, and so, you know, I truly appreciate that my National Professional Association has such an interest in research. And I want to talk more about the research committee. You know, um, I know several of the members of the research committee. I mean, these, these are all volunteer positions. And these uh, members of this committee are truly impressive in the, their understanding, their impact, and their history with research. That's correct. Um, the research committee is populated uh, currently with 10 phenomenal nurse practitioner researchers who have experiences that run across, you know, a variety of um, different clinical focus areas. We have um, members who are in higher education, um, a lot of faculty. Uh, we have folks who focus on the transition to practice 
timeline between your graduation, right, and new career nurse practitioners. We have folks who look at um, specializing in pediatrics, uh, folks who are, you know, really run the gamut of the different ways that you can participate um, in research and do research. We have one member who's a health services researcher who really specializes in those advanced methods, right? So some of those papers we don't like to read um, because we kind of get lost in, in the methods. But they're pushing the boundaries of really understanding what's happening with nurse practitioner practice, whether that is um, transitioning NP-owned practices to value-based care, whether that is looking at um, cancer survivorship, um, youth at-risk models. I mean, honestly, what these 10 folks do is incredible. And um, I'm really grateful to be able to get to work with them on a regular basis to do things like redevelop and update the AENP research agenda and then create opportunities to implement that agenda and fill those gaps in knowledge. And you also partner with outside entities on research as well, right? Yes. On occasion, we do do collaborative studies. We need to be involved in those studies at their inception. So before you go get grant money or before, you know, you submit proposals, um, assuming, you know, we, we don't like to assume with the ANP research department, we like to understand exactly what folks are trying to do. And that is also a critical role, right, of the research committee is that the research department does not engage in um, going down the pathway of a collaborative study with an external stakeholder group without having a proposal and a review process in place so that we understand exactly what the study is and how it's going to contribute either to moving the research agenda forward or advancing elements of the AMP strategic plan. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention and ask you to speak about the new AANP NP compensation report. Um, please, please share with us, you know, first of all, where we can find it and then what is in the report, because it's so interesting. Okay, so where can you find it? I'm going to put this one right up there. There's two places you're going to be able to find this report. One of them is through your account. So when you log in to your AANP account, you go to the shopping cart area and there's a little tab that says research report. You click on it and you can download it free of charge if you are a member, um, because that is a member benefit of AANP, getting copies of these reports. And then you give it a few minutes and it will um, appear in your My Downloads section of your account page. So that's one way to access it. And then another way to access it is actually there's going to be a link through our research resources page on our website that should provide you, again, with the information on how to download that report. So that's how you get it. Additionally, if you participated in that report, you're going to get an email directly from AANP letting you know how to access that report. Because one of the benefits of participation, even if you are not a member, is that you will get a copy of that report for free. So that's really important to highlight. And we've also taken a tremendous amount of time to redevelop this compensation report. In 2022, we made a concerted effort to significantly expand our sampling pool and ended up disseminating this survey to over 125,000 nurse practitioners. It was more than double anything we've ever done before. And the volume of responses from this effort allowed us to create a comprehensive compensation report 
that not only includes information by top level categories like average compensation per state, by the certification types, by work settings, but it also adds information in these areas by subcategories such as NP years of experience. So if you're a nurse practitioner who is receiving um, compensation through a salaried, like an annual salary, and you have two to five years experience, there is going to be a row that tells you what the average and the midpoint salary is for someone of those characteristics. Now, it's not uncommon that we get uh, questions in our research inbox, you know, do you have the average salary for this county in this state? And unfortunately, we do not have things to the level of county. But if we ever get enough responses to allow us to report that, we will. So this report is 146 pages of a detailed compilation of earnings by NPs with over 30 different um, ways of examining compensation. And we're really looking forward to getting feedback from members um, uh, on, on how helpful it is for them. You know, that's just such a valuable tool, I think, as nurse practitioners. Uh, people put the questions out there on social media. You know, what's a good salary for this? I'm thinking about moving to this state. What, how much should I expect? And it sounds like the NP compensation report is the, report is the way to go to get that information because it's broken down by state and years of experience. And that's really what people need to know because you can't, you know, compare apples and oranges. If I have 27 years of experience, you certainly couldn't compare that to somebody who has, let's say, five years experience. So this gives me a lot more information. It absolutely does. And importantly, I should mention, right, that we only included information for nurse practitioners who are working full time. And what that means to AANP is working at least 35 hours per week based on the information you shared in the survey, right? So this is full-time compensation, um, and it also includes percentiles. So it'll give you the 10th, 25th, 50th, 75th, and 90th percentiles. So you get that range within your category as well, because like you said, Compensation can vary significantly on a number of factors. What the average nurse practitioner in a cardiology practice can make in Mississippi is not going to be the same as what an NP working in cardiology in California is going to make. And so it really is quite a regional, you know, variation. And we want to be able to provide a level of detail that's going to help nurse practitioners really understand what the expectations can be in their job negotiations or as they're seeking their very first positions. Absolutely. I mean, this is just so impressive, Chris. And to sample over a third of all nurse practitioners, is a, that's a feat. That's amazing. It is. And I got to give a shout out to all of the AENP um, departments that assisted in making that effort happen because it is a lot of emails that get distributed and it is a lot of questions that we get back. So it's definitely a team effort um, to make these happen. And we're just really excited about um, launching it and getting on to the next one. And so looking forward to 2024, what research opportunities are out there? What are you looking forward to? What's the next one? Great question. So we are aiming to make this an every other year effort. So we're not gonna be surveying every year. We're gonna be surveying every other year. And the next survey will go out in early 2024 related to compensation and benefits. And that's partially also because we wanted 
it to be a little bit closer to when folks are getting their W-2s and doing their taxes. So their year-end 2023 income information will be at their fingertips and can be accurately reported in these efforts. So keep an eye out for invitations in early 2024 for the next survey effort. And then while it took us about a year to get this report developed from the survey from last fall, we really are hoping to reduce that turnaround time to make these resources available much faster than we were able to do in what I call our first pancake. So um, now that we've got one under our belt, it's just going to get easier and faster from here on out. Now, just out of my curiosity, um, in addition to compensation, is there? A, uh, how about the non-tangibles? Is is there any aspect at this point in the compensation report that says um, how much uh, PTO people have or other forms of non-compensation? Well, really great question. Um, so AENP asks about compensation in a number of different ways. First, we ask what your employment arrangement is, and folks can select salaried, hourly, or self-employed. And then if you select salaried, you get a question about how much you make in a year. If you get hourly, we ask you what your hourly wages are. And then we also ask both of those groups and the self-employed group to report on total income, which is inclusive of bonuses. So all of the data in the report is broken down by annual salaried, hourly wages, or total income based on what respondents reported. In addition to that, there are other pieces of information in there, such as commonly offered benefits, um, whether those are healthcare benefits or um, types of professional development benefits, right? You can see what the average um, employer is providing. And then there are other information as well on bonuses and how bonuses are distributed, right? So whether you're getting a bonus based on total patient volume or RVUs, or a number of different elements. And that gives you at least a sense of what's happening across your peer group. That's amazing information to have, Chris. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Um, is A&P currently participating in any other uh, research or are you just kind of winding down from the compensation report? Oh, we always have something moving, um, which is really uh, a wonderful thing. We will be coming out with a practice report. Um, folks may remember when we're not doing compensation surveys, we're usually doing practice surveys, and that's asking questions about what are you treating um, in your patients? What are you diagnosing? What are you prescribing? Who are you seeing, right? What types of insurances are you taking? Um, and so that report will be trickled out a bit after the compensation report. And so that's what we're working on next. And then ideally as well, looking to 2024, we're hoping to pull together a large trends report that looks across the time frame 2016 to 2022 to see what changes may have emerged in the workforce over that time frame, which is very interesting because we have a few pre-COVID years. We have a year of data back dab in the middle of COVID in 2020. And then we should have um, at least one year post COVID. So it'll be interesting to see if the different types of work settings have shifted, if clinical focus areas have also shifted um, and see what those trends, uh, what trends might emerge from those longitudinal analyses. Oh, that's amazing. And I know like the practice report 
And internally at AANP, for example, the uh, education department uses that information to help develop and design continuing education um, programs based on what NPs are saying they're seeing in their office, right? That's correct. And it also helps our um, advocacy teams report out, right, the likelihood of nurse practitioners taking insurance types such as Medicare, Medicaid, charity, um, uncompensated care, right? Um, nurse practitioners serve a number of vulnerable populations in um, you know, settings that are rural, suburban, urban, all of those different pieces. And so that information um, feeds the education team, it feeds the advocacy team, and it also just guides a number of different areas as well as the practice and partnerships team. So this information is also valuable to our different industry partners, again, to understand the different elements of the NP workforce and critically to tell the story of nurse practitioners. That's right. Um, Chris, you've been so amazing. You know, at AMP, I think I've always heard you say AMP members get more. How is this especially true for those nurse practitioners who might be interested in research? We have a variety of different opportunities for members to participate in. One of them is our Network for Research um, community, and that is a large online community of nurse practitioners who are interested in research, who are active researchers, who run clinical trials. Um, it's a great opportunity to network or to get started. Um, it's not uncommon to see discussion threads in that community around, I'm interested in this topic. I don't know where to get started. Does anyone else work in this area? And you just see those connections emerge right before your eyes. Uh, but the one other benefit of that group is that there's a monthly digest that goes out that includes information about funding opportunities for different grant projects um, that might be relevant to nurse practitioners. So that's one opportunity. Another opportunity is to participate in our um, nurse practitioner online panel. So it's called NP Influence. And what it is, is uh, a program for nurse practitioners to take surveys for gift card rewards, right? And so we'll get opportunities from clients um, to come to us saying, we really need to understand how nurse practitioners approach, you know, this, um, this disease or what they know about this type of medication. And um, we're looking for 400 nurse practitioners to answer our survey. And that's what NP Influence does. It's a quick turnaround opportunity to answer questions and receive gift cards. Um, and that helps other industry partners really understand the nurse practitioner um, experience and voice. And then the other thing I'll mention, because I have to mention it, is that this report, if you are not a member or if you did not participate, the compensation report is a feed report, right? So we will um, have a price tag on it of $219 for non-members, but our, we would encourage those individuals who would like to access it who are currently not members to join because our dues range from $55 to $160, depending on your membership category. And again, that report comes free with your membership, along with a host of other benefits, including access to CE activities, exclusive discounts, both of our journals. I mean, the benefits offered here to members are truly incredible. And we want to promote um, members accessing all of those great resources uh, to improve their practice and also, you know, participate in network with their peers. 
Absolutely. There truly is such a great value in membership and there's so much available to, to NP members. So I, I'd encourage everybody join AANP and get access to not only the compensation report, but all the other valuable resources AANP has to offer. Chris, I thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation. I know I've learned a lot about research and the research agenda and you make research sound sexy. Um, you're doing so much work for nurse practitioners. And so I thank you for joining us today on NP Pulse. Thanks, Sophia. I really appreciated being here. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. And thank you to all who are listening. Research plays such an important role in equipping nurse practitioners with the information we need to remain on top of compensation trends, among other things. I encourage you to take a few minutes and participate in AANP surveys each time you receive an invitation to do so, usually over email. Take time today to learn more about current NP compensation and wages by logging into your My AANP account and visiting the Research Reports and Resources page at aanp.org. Links to this section of the AANP website are also available in the podcast description. The information contained in this report is for individual use only. By negotiating now, it can pay dividends for you well into the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, be safe, be effective, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner. Thank you.